Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode six of the Semi-Casual Podcast. This podcast is powered by Kieran Beer. Very delicious. I'm your host, Dan. Catch me at Dan Casual on the Twitters. I'm joined by my musketeers, or the musket queers, Mitch Katie at Casual Katie and Sean Wilson at the Casual Wilson. What's going on, boys? Mate, just happy to be here. <laughs> happy, to be, happy to be alive. Yep. On occasion. On occasion. Depends. Yeah. All right, real talk <laughs> with Sean. Let's go. Yep, Sean, what's been going on this week, my friend? What have you been up to? Look, do I, do I really have to? We all know what I've been doing. Mass Effect. Yeah, well, let's, let's tell our humble audience that's yet to follow us on Facebook. Uh, very good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, that's fair, that's fair. 75 hours and 45 minutes. I have completed the game. 100, well, not 100%, 97%, but I'm done for now. Walked away. 97%. Yes. Well, you actually had 97% story completion, like 97% game completion. Yes. Fuck me backwards. Yes. That's, that's actually pretty impressive. That is. That's yeah. way more impressive than I thought it was going to be. There's a lot of tasks <laughs> that I've just gone, <laughs> fuck that noise. Um, but 3% off. But yeah, 3% off, which I'm assuming is some of the tasks, and there's like one or two quests on two different worlds. I went, I'm done. I don't need to do those. I really don't. Um, that's fair like, enough do you, does the game save you at a point at all where like prior to the last mission no spoilers of course we're very far behind me and very mm. um, but do you will it does it save at a point where you can just go around and do these side quests to then get a proper ending if there is a true ending to the game it actually lets you go back and finish those side quests um, so there's a post game content it's not like Fallout 3 where it just the end credits roll and you can't keep yeah playing. that was game over until you yeah. got the expansion well yeah, like no, the no, no, no. Breath this... of the Wild was the same as well because um, I beat that the other uh, the other day and it was like it just saves you before the boss battle um, it so kind of goes like, like if there's anything else you want to do now's the time yeah exactly but return. to get the you know any true ending you then redo that last yeah. fight um, but it, yeah. so it does kind of do that well, it, you do it comes up saying look this is the final fight or this is the final mission um you can go back and do any missions like side missions you've missed but it's that thing of you should have done all your loyalty missions by then or your um if you're doing a proper playthrough unless you're trying like mass effect to it where you're like don't do the loyalty missions and you're intentionally trying to fail the suicide mission yeah but because why not it's it's emotional when you lose like everybody yeah rip i I won't say anything because it's spoilers um I'll let people figure it out for themselves. Good Wait, the question um, that is on everyone's mind, Sean. Yeah. Sean Wilson, who'd you bang? Um, who did you bang? First Phoebe, and then it was just as a casual thing. Oh, yeah, Phoebe's, Phoebe's only, yeah, casual, and it's like a zero-G bang. Well, no, you, I'm pretty sure you can make it actual full-on legit later on. I've um, heard you can have, like, crazy mind sex with her. Did you partake? I did not partake in crazy yeah. mind sex. Apparently it gets to a point where like she mind that, fucks you avatar yeah, style. Yeah, that that's like that I would say that's like the final relationship thing. I, that's like the Asari final thing. Yeah. Is that, the mind melding. That'd be that whole Mass Effect one. Um was it the Oblivion no Oblivion? I can't remember. Yeah. It. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of Mass Effect two Samara where she fucks you to death. Yeah, that and one you was a fail one. state. Yeah. But no, no, there was in the first one when you actually fucked um like the arrow. Like the Oh arrow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Whatever that was, but anyway, that's 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 other things. Now I ended up with um, um, Cora. No. Oh no 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 no. Um, Vetra. Vetra. Yeah, that's the one that I think a lot of people are going for. Turian. Female Turian. Ah yes, I actually, out of all the characters in the game thus far, she is the one that has interested me enough to want to coitus. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, she's just she's the only one. Who <laughs> Jesus. Well done. Well the done. Face. Um, she's the only one who I've actually been like even remotely interested in the game in general. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, her backstory and stuff like that, it's like, oh, I actually don't mind hearing more about her story. Yeah. Person who I care about the least? Liam. Jesus Christ. That man <laughs> bores me. He's got the personality of Keanu Reeves' cardboard cutout. Yeah. Like, it's pretty bad. Right. Wanna, wanna have a beer sometime? <laughs> it doesn't sound like that, but mm. that's pretty much how it played no, it out. Doesn't. Uh, no. But yeah. overall, um, well, Drac is definitely my favorite. Before, oh, we, need to, cool. before we need to get back into, well, we're not going to get back into Mass Effect. Uh, the, the I was going to say, no, that's going to be a long time before I get back into Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, did the game, out. without spoilers, did the game finish at a point, like the final thing, I don't want you to talk about it at all, but from your perspective of you playing it, is Andromeda 2 something to look forward to? Andromeda 2 is something to look forward to. Uh, so long as this time they focus a hell of a lot more on loyalty missions, more crew members, uh, and the storyline itself. Mm. Very good. Nowhere near as much filler. Very, love very good. Yeah. Get rid of that filler. Um, love that filler. I wouldn't mind the filler as much if it wasn't for the fact that there were so many missions where it was like, go to this planet, 
and be there for 30 seconds. Go to the loading screen to get to the Tempest. Now get into another loading screen to get to the map. Do the flying around thing. We, we talked about this three last loading week, screens. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's my but major. But all in that's all, that's right. you're excited. Oh, I'm like excited you're looking for forward to this. Yeah, cool, yeah cool. I would like to see another Wonderful. I can't wait till I get to that point by December this year. It's going to be good. Yeah, December. That's looking real good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mitch, what about yourself? What have you been doing, man? Mate, I, uh, I pretty much gave up on Mass Effect because Persona was on the horizon. And when I get focused on a new game, my interest in the game that I'm currently playing tends to wane. So I knew I was going to be playing. I knew I was like, I have to, I've got like two days off where I've got to like power through Mass Effect. And then I was basically telling myself, like, it's not going to get done. You shouldn't even bother. Yeah. You should do other stuff instead. And then WrestleMania was on Monday. Oh, you watched WrestleMania? Uh, you watched, actually watched it? I actually watched it live. So, uh, uh-huh. Good yeah, kitty. like I actually reactivated my network subscription, the WWE network subscription to watch it live. Um, I, I have kind of been out of the story for a little while. I've been like mainly catching up in like forums, stuff like that and catching highlights because um, I've had my network subscription down for like a, almost over a year now. Um, but since this brand split happened where they finally went back to having Raw Superstars and SmackDown Superstars and actually like telling two different stories at the same time um, rather than doing just one big mega show where there's so many different plot lines going on at once. Mm. It's kind of like trying to follow Game of Thrones and like another Game of Thrones, like two different versions of Game of Thrones at the same time. Yeah. It's just too much shit going on at once, which is a lot, that, which is probably giving WWE too much credit at that point. Um, it's nowhere near the storytelling <laughs> level of Game of Thrones or anything like that, but it is. Oh, it's... George R. R. Martin wrote the storyline for Raw. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, he's I'm, actually yeah. in the 2K18 game. He's on It's like story by Spike Lee, story by George R. R. Martin. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, right? Like it's it's always been like my I wouldn't say guilty pleasure. Like I do enjoy I do enjoy watching it for the goofy little storylines and to see cool guy like cool acrobatics and stuff like that, like cool things from like um, cool personalities and stuff like that. Um, this these last two years have been pretty exciting because there've been a whole bunch of like indie darlings who've come in from like all these little like small promotions where they have like a crowd of like thirty people, but they've got like an online presence that's like ridiculously good. Who have now made it into the WWE and now they're like in the main events for all these things, um, so they draw a lot of a crowd. But yeah, WrestleMania was um, that was a thing. Mm. It was really really good compared to last year's one, which I watched and got bored, and then The Rock came out for some reason. Uh, just to like break a record and then just came back out and then just left it just didn't make any sense but like this year's one was actually like it had some great matches it had some great storytelling um, and we saw The Undertaker officially retire as well which mm. made headlines in like ESPN and like no- and like it made like articles. so many headlines like I saw it trending on Facebook like yeah. he was actually dead like the, the dude but mm. as you stated earlier he was alive yeah, he's yeah. just a retired um, yeah, wrestler Mark, now yeah Mark Calloway is a, is officially is the guy who's been playing The Undertaker for the last 20, 26 or 27 years or so almost 30 years yeah this was his 25th appearance at Wrestlemania in a row um, and he's never broken character that entire time he's always been The Undertaker always in perfect characters so that way it's like you know, anyone who watches him would always imagine that he is who he is. And he broke character for the first time ever. At the end of the match, you know, he gets up, he puts on all of his gear again and does, like, his, like, end-of-match celebration thing. He lost, um, which is the second time it's only ever happened in his 25 matches at WrestleMania. It's the second time. It's kind of, like, a weird, like, the streak was broken before. And was, um, WrestleMania... That's the one with like the the Royal Rumble, like the the no, it's the Royal Rumble's the Royal Rumble. Oh, that is the that's the that's that's the that's the WrestleMania is just like a big event. WrestleMania is a four. This one was almost five hours long. Um, just like it's like a culmination. It's like the end of all the storylines, like all the year of build up. They like do like a big big finale thing almost. It's like you know seventy five thousand people in a stadium watching wrestling basically for almost five hours. Okay, ridiculous. But this is basically like, yeah, he takes, he puts his gear on, and then he takes it all off again. He takes his hat off, took, takes the gloves off like a, like a boxer, puts all, puts his jacket down, folds it up nicely in the center of the ring, walks out, kisses his wife, which is the only time he's ever broken character, and then walks up the ramp and then just disappears into the ramp. Um, and that's basically it. That's that's the last time he will perform because he's he's like sixty years old at this point. Do you have like dirty ass smoke machines going? Yes. With like his, his with that like awesome theme song. Theme. Yeah, yeah. That theme song is like everyone recognizes it as being like, damn, that's epic. Yeah. But yeah, it was basically him fist up in the air, just like slowly descending into the ramp, like not even up to the uh, the exit. He just like it's descended into the ground, and then that was it. Show was over at that point. Everyone went Ooh. quiet. So that was like the last match. That was his last match, which they like, even like got last match of WrestleMania. Yeah, that was the closing event as well. Yeah, cool. So that was the end of the that was the end of the show. They also had Jim Ross come out, who has been a retired commentator for so long. Mm. But Mark Calloway has said that he his last match as the Undertaker 
it would have to be cast by Jim Ross, mm-hmm. by his voice. So he came out of retirement to do his final match. So he came like just to commentate on his match. That's cool. And it was like it was a whole big like once once Jim Ross came out, it was like okay, we know this is it. This is his finale, basically. Yeah. And it was terrible. The match itself was fucking twenty minutes of fumbling around, and then that was it. It was a really bad <laughs> way that came to was out. five hours of fumbling around, and that's about it. Well, uh, see, at least it was entertaining fumbling around. <laughs> it was, the last 20 minutes was just like, it was a sad, it was like watching like your grandpa with Alzheimer's just like not remember your face. It wow. was pretty, pretty hardcore. That, that's fucking heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What are, another highlight that came out of WrestleMania, the Hardy thing? Oh, the Hardy boys came back, which is like my favorite superstars. Like those are the guys that I grew up with, like the Edge and, Edge and Christian, the Dudley boys and the Hardy boys. With their, their like tag team ladder matches, mm. and the Hardys won their first ever Mania, um, coming back this week, and won the tag team titles with a ladder match, and typical Hardy Boys fashion, Matt's actually going for the championship. Jeff sets up a, a thirty foot high ladder and dives through two people through two ladders, like <laughs> just 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 jumps onto them from like thirty feet in the air, which is mental. But it's like it's it. I love it for the spectacle and for stupid shit like that. But it was a it was a. That was my. That was the only thing I did, apart from Persona Five, which did come out this morning, uh, yesterday for us yesterday. in Australia. Lost all track of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which it's funny because like Persona is all about time management, and I'm really I know the time management in that game. I've forgotten what my real life time management's like though. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. It is bad. Yeah, what'd you do, boss? Uh, well, I got up to a little bit as I stated previously. Finished Breath of the Wild achievement. I do still have to go back and farm a whole lot to get like the true ending, apparently. I kind of just was There's like multiple endings. Yeah, I was kind of just like I'm done with this, so I'm just gonna face Ganon, and I had a good time there. I also watched the Power Rangers movie on Saturday night. Oh boy, um, which was very. It was actually interesting. I give it like a six point five out of seven. I Solid. Reckon. That's a real good rating. Um, so I enjoyed myself. It did. Apparently, they are doing five movies. Oh fuck me backwards. <laughs> yeah, so that's something I found out after I watched it because the the mate I went and saw it with, he was like, I was like, oh yeah, that wasn't too bad. Then the next one's gonna be really cool, and he's like, oh yeah, they're doing five of these, and I was like, what the fuck? Is this like Transformers? Where they're just doing do like a whole franchise based on Transformers? Yeah, I think so. It's like it's that to a degree, but without the amount of money put onto the back of it by Paramount and Michael Bay and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know, this the guy who directed. I didn't know who directed it. Is really low key. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I compare it to a better version of that shitty reboot of uh, Fantastic Four that came out. In terms of, did you guys, did you boys watch that? Yes, we went and saw it. Yeah, the cinemas. so so did I. Um, it was horrendous. But that movie was just like ninety minutes of build up with like five seconds of like them like, oh, we have to be a team. Yeah, it's like the world's worst porno where it's just build up to no climax. Yeah, exactly. That's ex- that's what Power Rangers was, but with oh. a cast that you actually want to watch because the cast is very enjoyable. Shout out to the actor who played the Red Ranger and the Blue Ranger. Mm. They were very, very well. Awesome. Was it the same person who played the Red and the Blue, or are you talking about two different actors? Uh, two different actors. Yeah, I'm just messing. But with they, you. they, <laughs> they fucking carried that film. Like they were awesome, especially the Blue Ranger. Um, the Red Ranger, I could tell that they kind of just wanted to uh, cast Zac Efron because this guy legit looked like Zac Efron. Like if you were like if I don't I wear glasses, so if I took my glasses off, would I be confused that it was Zac Efron? Yes. Yeah, okay. Most enough. definitely a little <laughs> blind mole state would have been like <laughs> Zac Efron's really good in this. <laughs> um but yeah, it was awesome. Like, you know, they got the the fucking um what do they call them? Like I saw it the other day and I can't remember. The Zorgs? The Zords? Zords, that's it. I think. I apologize. It is Zords. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So they did get to ride those for the final battle, and I think it was cool. See that it's it follows, so it follows the same format of the show, where it's like they fight them yeah. without the suits, yeah. and then they fight them with the suits. Yeah, and then exactly. They go like, "Fuck it, this thing's huge. Let's get into the big." Mega yeah, but thing. you spend like a good eighty minutes, um, or you know, seventy minutes, probably just watching them learn how to be Power Rangers, and they're training with Alpha Five. Oh, it was um, voiced by um, uh, Bill Hader. Bill, Bill Hader, yeah. yeah, that's it. Fuck, I love that guy. Incredible character yeah. casting. Like he was amazing, <laughs> and even old mate Cranston playing um Zeldon. Zeldon, yeah, whatever it is, he was awesome too. Um, he was very entertaining, and it was pretty cool because apparently he he said to them that he'd be in this movie no matter what because he started off in Power Rangers as doing yep. random voiceovers for the yep. villains and sound effects. Um, he's, so, he's credited his original credits on like IMDb and stuff like that is like random is like villain like um like bad guy number six or something like that yeah is, like, in exactly so that's where he started and <laughs> yeah. it was awesome seeing in that and the first you know the film does open up with them how his team uh, the demise of their team and it's set in the prehistoric age 
um, uh, and they're fighting the alien, and that's why the Zords have taken on the form of like dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it does set up, you know, him being the Red Ranger, and mm. he's basically, you know, dies and sets off and gets all of his teammates' dog tags, which is essentially those little gems that turn them into Power Rangers, and buries them, and then they find them. But okay. that was cool. That was a really neat little setup, and Brian Cranston as a Power Ranger was awesome too. That would I would pay just to see Brian Cranston <laughs> as a Power Ranger. Yeah, that's so, pretty badass. Yeah, I, like all in all, it was a it was a really good time. Um, on Saturday as well, I uh, I've been vegetarian for four years. For those that are listening at home, I am bracing my body for when I go to Korea and Japan in a month from today, basically. Um, so I am. I've started my carnivorous trend. Um, it's you know, a smart idea to do the one month cleanse. Exactly, the, the one month cleanse. What, <laughs> the, the reverse cleanse. The reverse cleanse. No, 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 he's cleansed. He's getting rid of the vegetables and getting the meat back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I had a salmon burger my first thing on Saturday. First time I've had salmon in my life too. But wow. my God, my down. body just mm. fucking shut down. It was just like, <laughs> you are a dead man. And the next day I died. Um... Yeah, so that's that's been interesting. It's well, taken up a lot of my time just well, being see, dead. See, it's better than going to like <laughs> Korea and doing like Korean spicy barbecue or something like that as mm. your first meal as a yeah. as a carnivore and in like four years. For the rest of the trip, just yeah, exactly. perpetually like you carry a toilet bowl with you. Yeah, and because that's what you would. That's do. the way I looked at it. I was like, if I'm going to be pl- like you know going to Korea and going to Japan, I want to experience the food because the food there is in, like yeah. sensational and it's a massive part of their culture. Yeah. Um. So for any vegan warriors out there, I'm now, sorry. But I had to do it. Yeah, and now here's the thing right now. You also were a man who used to farm the KFC. You yeah. Know, you you love the colonel. The, the dirty bird, me and the, me and the colonel, we had a very serious relationship. Yeah, it was real tight there for a bit, but now you've, you haven't seen each other for four years. Yeah, and I had, my, I had my reunion today with the, the colonel. Yeah. Um, you know, we got, a, got around the table, I took his greasy wing. Was he happy to see you? <laughs> no, look, I think he was happy to see me and my wallet, but I <laughs> had a fucking bad time like it was it was garbage nobody should ever not eat kfc for four years and then have kfc even if, if you're a meat eater yeah like whatever the fuck just if you have if, if you've sworn off kfc good it's like heroin don't go back yeah exactly <laughs> and i i dabbled my dose in the you know in the 11 herbs today and i had a bad time um so yeah that's that's my review on kfc after four years yeah uh, you heard it here first this, this podcast will never get sponsored by the colonel will it no no we're, we're done we're dusted mate <laughs> no, um, it's okay they only sponsor cricket yeah it's okay. exactly weird the 2020 too. <laughs> um what else did i do i have dabbled in some overwatch so i was oh, playing yeah, that with my brother cool, um so that was really fun actually i was kind of like i wanted i set myself some time aside on sunday night or sun yeah sunday evening to pick up some Mass Effect, and I was just sitting on my Xbox dashboard, and I was just like, I really can't be fucked. Yeah. And my brother's like, want to play Overwatch? And I was like, I haven't played that in three months. So I played with Orisa nonstop. Yeah, Orisa's cool. Because no one's actually selecting her because they're Apparently nobody can play her. Like, Everyone hates her. Yeah. Yeah, she gets counted hard, but like, I had a great time. Yeah. It yeah, feels like you're really helping the team, even though you don't get a, a fucking shout out at all. It's like playing <laughs> Mercy, basically. Yeah, uh, I know those feels. But um, yeah, she was she was really cool, very surprisingly cool. Um, so I do recommend anyone that is uh, thinking about jumping back into Overwatch. I think now's a great time. And yeah, please, if you are looking to jump back in Overwatch and you're an Xbox One player in Australia, please do because I really need to get a match. Yeah, exactly. Fuck me, it takes half well, an hour to get a match. I had like no issues on Sunday and even on Tuesday during the day. Um, but yes, I can can see why it would take a while. Yeah, it takes a little while. Um, but yeah, if, for those out there that are listening and they are Xbox players, we have a semi-casual uh, Xbox page now on the Xbox. So a group. Oh, you noticed that? Yeah, I yeah. see it. <laughs> uh, that was sneaky. Um, but yeah, feel free to join it, guys. We're always free or we're uh, always willing to play with you. Um, it's private it's alright we'll open up public yeah I need to figure out how to do that yeah, so, yeah, we'll, we'll sort out but anyway I think there's gonna, a link we'll have a group would love to play some games with you all so let's get into it um, unless I'm playing Mass Effect then <laughs> yeah you can play Mass Effect Multi but uh, that, that's pretty much it for, for the roundup boys uh, so let's segue into this next topic um, Mitch you want to be talking about nostalgia goggles yeah yeah so um, we're all aware that like there's a lot of games out there right now that are kind of capitalizing on the nostalgia well i say a lot of there's two big games coming out this year one of them coming out next week for us oh yeah and one of them coming out in june you're looking at ukulele in april and crash bandicoot insane trilogy in on the 30th of june um but it's a it's basically um 
It's it it's where am I going with this? Oh. I'm trying to crack a can. Basically, of the, the way that you want to look at it is trying to crack a, a can of JD. Yeah. Um. So we should we should get the, the crack on this on the on the mic. There oh, we there go. That probably picked it up. <laughs> that's it. Um. But yeah. So for those that haven't been paying attention, Ukulele is a game that's made by Platonic Studio. This studio is composed of former Rare members from back in the Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo Kazooie Day, Banjo Tooie Day. Yeah, the old it is legitimately Rare, the same team that worked on that. They did a Kickstarter a couple of years back, got some findings behind them, and they're releasing a spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, it's it's essentially it's the game that they they say that they pitched to Microsoft. They they basically made a tech demo and said, "Can we make Banjo 3? And Microsoft said, "No." So yeah. they went, okay, we're cool, we'll go do our own thing, and they basically just rebuilt the characters to be Yuka and Laylee, so Yuka Laylee. It's got literally everything from it from those days, like, in terms of nostalgia, you got, like, the dialogue all being modded by random animals. And... It's, it's just a random sound of every syllable, basically, yeah. that's all yeah, it is. exactly, um, and even the level design, and apparently even the camera. Um, yeah, so that's something I'll go into as well. Yeah, so like... some reviews have dropped today. And it is looking pretty like a mixed bag. It's sitting on 76 uh, Metacritic score at the moment. Some really good feedback, but some also some really bad feedback in regards to um, just the way that the game plays. And yep. the fact that it is not, it has not taken anything from the past 15 years of gaming. No. It's just like, this is a game from 15 years ago put into like 1080p. Yeah, it's basically, it's people have equated it to, you know how Microsoft released the Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie on backwards compatible and like mm. on the Xbox One and how they were released for 360. They basically just said it is exactly the same as that if you made the game on the N64 and ported it to the Xbox One. Yeah. It has got the same faults that those games do. And those games get a pass, which is what I'm, which is mostly what I'm focusing about is like, those games tend to get a pass when it comes to, um, you know, doing things from the past. Um, you know, like having clunky controls or having, you know, a dozen different collectibles per level that you have to get to 100% the game. Yeah. You know, people, things that you have to, like, go and go and go through. But they uh, they seem to have, like... Um, we're, we're in a point right now where gaming has become... Like, it's come, come, come around full circle, right? Uh, you've basically got games that are banking on different things for like um, i'm going around about my own topic here i should stop drinking hang on <laughs> that feels better um so yeah so ukulele is coming out with uh they've got notes they've got feathers instead of notes or quills they call it yeah they've got uh the pages instead of jiggies they've got a very bad camera which playing around with the toy box i did notice the toy box was pretty rough so the toy box if you if you pre-order the game right now you can actually go and go to they give you a download code for a toy box, which basically is a developer's toolkit, which is pretty cool. Like, you can play around on different textures and stuff like that and, like, get to see how the game's going to play. But the first thing that I noticed while I was playing it is that when you walk in front of an item, when you walk in front of an object or a building, your camera will act like an actual physical object. It starts to ping off the walls and hit you. Whereas in most games these days, camera clipping is a full thing. Like, you can pass through objects and stuff like that, which yeah. allows you to have full control at all times. It's funny to me because I was like in the toy box. I was like, "Oh, they'll fix that before final release." And then seeing all these reviews coming out, being like, "It hasn't fixed." It's like, why didn't you do that? Mm. Why did they choose? Like, that's a that's an active choice to not just tick that box. Because yeah, definitely, I talked to somebody today who actually used the Unity engine. Like, they've actually developed with the Unity engine, and apparently, it's as easy or almost as easy as basically ticking a box mm. to basically enable collisions for or to disable collisions for the camera. Yeah, to allow it to pass through objects. So it's very interesting to me that uh, Platonics um, hasn't created a new, like hasn't hasn't really done like they created a new engine for ukulele, but they didn't, they chose to have this bad camera. Mm. Like this isn't something that they just missed, you know. Like this is clearly something that's been affecting the game for so long, but why didn't they fix it? I guess like you know what that probably amounts to is the fact that these are older developers. Yeah, they haven't really made a game in fucking ages. Because they would have left when... They would have left before Nuts and Bolts. Like, yeah, they, they did not probably work on that game at all. They were probably responsible for the terrible camera controls in Grab by the Ghoulies. Yeah. Because Grab by the Ghoulies didn't have camera controls because they mapped the attacks to the right stick. Yeah. That was terrible. But, um, yeah, so it's going to... I think that's what it is. And maybe these guys just haven't played around with these new tools. Like, they are building with a new engine, but have they been taught or do they do they factor in this sort of thing? Obviously, they have to be gamers yeah um but you know maybe they just decided not to do it just for nostalgia's sake of like having that fucking irritating camera 
Yeah, like I think that it's nostalgia to a point, right? Like how far do you go to capture that nostalgic thing before you just start pissing people off? Yeah. Like there's been modern platformers since then that have done like just, just to use the example of camera control better, but like Ratchet and Clank, you've got mm. um, even platformers like, like 2D platformers and 3D platformers out there that do perfectly fine, but it, it seems to be that Platonics has basically got one badge right now, which is, hey, we're the guys who do Banjo-Kazooie, so we basically made Banjo-Kazooie again. Yeah. Have, hey, you guys should all buy this game. To the point where they put out, I put it on the Facebook page this uh, tonight, that rap that they did. Yeah, which it was, was a, a, it's the a same, homage to the Donkey Kong It's uh, the same rap. beat as the DK mm-hmm. rap from the Donkey Kong 64, um, but with lyrics that they seem to probably just like come up with like five minutes before cutting that trailer. Because yeah, it's like, so it, do this. bad. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a lizard and a bat. What's up with that? It's like, oh my God, you guys are embarrassingly bad. <laughs> but like to, to use an example, because like Crash Bandicoot's very close to my heart and I understand that like uh, with the Insane Trilogy coming out, everyone's really excited. But Vicarious Visions, the guy, oh, Vicarious Visions? I believe it's those guys who are doing the um, the, the reboot. They've already said that uh, they didn't use the original PS1 engine, that they basically made their own brand new engine um, to basically copy the um the original PS1 engine because the PS1 engine doesn't work on PS4 it's completely garbage. Now, will they make the same mistake that Ukulele did, where mm. they where they keep the faults? They've already said that they're getting rid of like the annoying save system from Crash Bandicoot One, where you need to do like a specific like challenge level to get a level code yeah. that you can resume from. But are they going to fix stuff like Crash's awkward air control in the first one, like the precision jumping in certain areas and stuff like that? I believe Sean's actually looking up the dev for um, Crash Bandicoot, are you? I'm attempting. <laughs> if you can get decent intent in here. There we go, I've got a little bit of 3G just then. Awesome. Cutie. Um, but yeah, like I'm really worried about the Insane Trilogy. Like They've already said that they're, they're, they're trying to make it more modern, but they're trying to stay as close to the originals as possible. And I don't think you can have both in this day and age. I think that in terms of Crash Bandicoot, it's going to be a pretty sacred ground where if they did try and modernize it that much, that they will get fucking flamed. It will backfire. Um, so I think they're going to try and you know keep it as much as they can to the original material. Um, I also think that you know coming at it from a new gamer's yeah. perspective and you know little Billy that's fucking eleven has been talked about ban- uh, Crash Bandicoot by his mom, yeah, or his dad. And they decide to pick it up and play with him, you know, that kid's probably not going to have a great time. Because those games were hard. They're not as easy as they as you as as games are today for younger audiences. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think that's going to be the the big issue is like, is that you know person going to be able to jump in and play it? Someone that's used to you know three D platforming like in the Lego games. Yeah. Where that series has just evolved with each entry. Mm. Um, you know, you play the original one now, and it's it's quite a shithole. Um, yeah, the first Lego Star Wars. It's yeah. fucking rough. But uh, yeah, so that is, that is pretty cool. Um, and I think, like us as you know, the gamers that grew up with Crash Bandicoot, I think we're going to have a great time. Yeah, like it, it, is, it is tough to see whether or not they do try to pander to both audiences. But like if, if we put it this way, if they had done, uh, if you, instead of Ukulele, instead of Ukulele, it was a Banjo-Kazooie remake. Like same way the Insane Trilogy is doing, where they try to recreate the first game in modern engines would you be pissed as a, as a person who loves banjo kazooie as well would you have been pissed if they had changed anything mm, yeah no i don't know is up. there certain mechanics about the first banjo kazooie game that you'd be like we don't need that anymore oh definitely the there, lives yeah. lives we don't need anymore there is definite like a list of stuff that is there but i personally wouldn't have changed a, a thing i played yeah. crash bandicoot 3 probably three years ago as well and mm. finished it in its entirety Still holds up um, pretty well. Yeah, and I had a great time. You know, the controls were shitty, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't think they should be changing anything, especially to want to appeal this new audience. Of course, they want to sell units, but they're going to sell units alone on just nostalgia's sake. Yeah, like, and it seems to be that a lot of companies these days, like Sony already announced um, just yesterday that they're bringing back Jack and Daxter to the PS2, PS4 program, which confuses me because... They already have the Jack and Daxter HD trilogy on PS3, so are yeah. they porting that over, or are they porting well, the imagine, straight PS2 versions over? I'd imagine they'd probably be doing the port, um, but that's you know that's a whole nother can of worms there. Like we're talking about you know other HD remasters that have happened in the past, yeah, and what our thoughts on those are, I guess. Well, like HD remasters in general, it kind of comes into banking on nostalgia. It's basically an easy way to cash in on a franchise, which is kind of what. The Insane Trilogy. The Insane Trilogy, in all sense and purposes, is a HD remaster. Yeah. Um, whereas Ukulele is a 
spiritual successor to an ancient game at this point like yeah. it's not they're not new they're over like almost 20 years old at this point mm-hmm. banjo kazooie is um like when that game's been around for two decades but like to bring back certain franchises like the ps3 was notorious for it all the big ps2 franchises sly cooper ratchet and clank jack and daxter were all given the hd treatment which was basically just make it run at full screen and make it run at a better frame rate and put it onto the new console yeah that's to some people that's what they want but they, people spend a lot of money on those HD remasters as well exactly they, they're, they're not like a cheap game you're not buying them at like $20 RRP they, they come out at 49 upward to 79 depending on the franchise that they're doing yeah um, you know one developer I think did well was um, did uh, Insomniac did the, who, the Ratchet and Clank devs they're Insomniac yeah, yeah did, did they work on the PS4 remake yeah yeah so the yeah. original version so Insomniac's been split into like like a couple of different studios because they're no longer Sony exclusive but a particular part of them did work on the Ratchet and Clank reboot um, which was a, basically a reinterpretation of the first one yeah um, that was a really solid game that was basically a reboot to basically try and make Sony earn some more money they wanted to cash in on doing a new movie for Ratchet and Clank and try and start their own franchise definitely you the movie do- backfired but yeah. the game was fantastic exactly you could tell that you know the game was amazing and the movie took a lot from the game in terms yeah. of like literally the cutscenes. Literally all the cutscenes in the game are the movie and yeah. also just, the movie itself seems to have entire sequences where it just looks like someone's playing the game. But then, you know, you've got other HD remasters which, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they do exist like The Last of Us one that they did. The Last of Us one was um, pretty good. People who, especially when a lot of people who were like 360 gamers jumped over to PS4, mm. now they have The Last of Us to play and, you know, the lazy ones on the PS4 right now are stuff like the Activision ones like Deadpool. Yeah. Also the Nathan Drake collection. I hate to say it, but that is it was a very, very lazy, lazy port. Like, well, it wasn't even done by Naughty Dog. It was no. um, that other company that jumped in. It was Blue Ant? No. Blue Ant, yes. Something like that. It is something like that, yeah. Um, they jumped in and just, they changed it up a bit, but they also kind of made it a schmoggle. Um, well, like, it, that a, was good, just a, sell good, a good nostalgia banking is the Master Chief collection. That's the gold standard for me in terms of how to do a collection. Ignore the multiplayer issues at, at, at launch. And, and, and still now. Copious amounts of gigabytes you had to download as well. Yeah, like it was a big thing. It was a big investment to get into. But all four games are accessible at any time. It is one universal menu to go from one game to another. And the playlist option, great idea. If you love the vehicle sections of all the Halo games, there is a playlist that is all the vehicle levels across all four Halo games. You can start that and you can go from Halo 1 to Halo 2 in just a loading screen. Chances are that's probably dead as a fucking, I don't know, anything. The multiplayer definitely is. Yeah, but this definitely. is something that you can still do in co-op. This is also something you can still do in single yeah. player. This is, to me, this is the gold standard for, for HD remakes because they unified the games. Yeah. I don't like HD remakes or, you know, putting them onto another console when they just package them. Like, the Nathan Drake collection was packaged as one game originally. Yeah. It had that really awesome cover of, like, the silhouette of Drake. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they released it as like this budget movie, like the same sort of things where you see those like movie triple packs. It's like yeah. action triple pack. <laughs> and he's like three random. I did notice that actually, things. and you know the main reason why they did that was they had so much confusion to the consumer. Like, the is this Uncharted Four? Yeah, and the Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Well, Rise of the Tomb Raider came out around the same time and had an identical cover, but it was yeah. blue instead of orange. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But yeah, like they did that, and it was really cool. But like they split the games up, and that's all they were. They were just three. PS3 games put on the PS4 with like you load up one you can't go back to the other mm-hmm. you can't there's no other thing apart from just putting the game onto the new console yeah it's a very lazy way to bank on cheap nostalgia well I think like personally as a you know my opinion is I'd take a remake or remaster over a spiritual successor any day of the week um, there are some games out there you know Mighty Number no. 9 is one that comes yeah. to my head that's another one that had the kickstart behind it. They did the Mega Man fucking um, spiritual successor. Yeah, Kenji and Afune cannot just make a game. Absolute dog balls. Yep. <laughs> like, I wasn't really a big fan of Mega Man, but I heard how much, like, you know, the people that pledged to him, the people that were fans of that series were just so And then, like, the 14 delays that that game went through, and then just when it came out, it was like, cool, you didn't make a good Mega Man game. Yeah. Because Kenji Inafune can do really cool artwork, he can design really cool bosses, but he can't make a good game. Yeah. No, exactly. But, um, yeah, I think that's where, you know, uh, Ukulele, when it eventually drops next week, that's going to be a pretty good... Our spiritual success is just doomed to fail. Yeah, or, yeah, just in general, like, if we stop seeing 
HD things because like again going to like to the nostalgia to banking on nostalgia but then also going to nostalgia goggles the idea that these games are good because you grew up with them yeah but they weren't if you were to just take that game and put it in 2017 would it still be good yeah exactly like as I said before imagine if you were a young gamer and yeah. you're like I'm gonna play this and then you play it and you're like what the fuck is this yeah compared like comparatively like you play ukulele versus a lego game and it's like what's going on here it's it's like can these games still exist yeah which is i hope like i i, I want good games to still like, i still want some of those old school mentalities to still be there like ukulele is great because we don't get many family friendly games these days yeah on no, the next gen consoles very very true we apart from the lego games and like the occasional it's just all that, games, all that toys to life bullshit the toys to life bullshit this is just a full game you can pick up it's only 50 dollars in the in australia right now i almost said us but it's not the us we're australia yep. um it's only 50 dollars in australia which is a simple easy price for someone to pick up especially compared to at your regular retailer it's 99 or 79 or 89 whatever it is it's half the price of a full price game basically mm-hmm. close to and you can get a full quality game, but is little Timmy going to enjoy it? Because it doesn't play like the games that he's used to, like Lego, like Minecraft. It plays like games that his parents grew up with. Yeah. Or his older brothers or something like that, you know? Because exactly, like, you know, we, you know, if you think about it, if you cast back to playing those games that your parents played. Yeah. And they talk about... <laughs> Pong. Like, yeah, exactly. Pong or Frogger or anything like that. Still have, like, this beautiful charm to them, and I enjoy those games, but, like... For about, I can about 10 see, minutes. yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to go back, especially now that I'm 25, I'm not going to go back and play Frogger mm. because I'm just like, what the fuck is this? True. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to see what we do with, um, you know, when the future comes and the future comes to these, uh, the next generation of consoles and all that, um, which I think is another good little topic that we'll get into now. Um, you know, what are they doing with generations? You know, last time I heard Microsoft came out, they stated Scorpio, which is due to sh- uh, ship. Uh, Christmas this year, I do believe. Yep. Um, is going to be kind of their last, um, you know, console that they're their last releasing. venture into home consoles. I exactly. think is what Phil Spencer said. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that, that is a legitimate quote. Um, and you know we've seen Sony come out last Christmas with the PlayStation Four Pro. Um, so what do you boys think, Sean? You you got anything to weigh in on this one? Um, look, it's an interesting thing of all right. Well, what is Microsoft's plan then? and sony like are they going to continue trying to develop consoles or are they going to try and actually make a successful version of the steam box um, yeah boy that was a thing for a hot minute yeah it's gone it's, yeah, it's, it's dead. gone steam's pretty much just gone fuck it mm. um but i don't know i'm gonna pick up the scorpio end of the year um just because i held off on the s i knew it was that thing of like oh, i'll grab the scorpio at the end um, but it's also a thing of I do have a seriously beast of a PC. So when you, I you also have a pro, don't you? A PS4 I've got pro. the pro as well, but yeah. I that sometimes was... question that decision because I don't yeah, have a 4K TV to make use of it. The two of you boys that have picked up the PlayStation 4 Pro, you know, Sean, you paid for it. Uh, Mitch, you just got it as a gift. Because yeah, yeah. Like, Fuck it, I'll just want that. Yeah, um, pretty much. What are you, What are you weighing in on it? Like, do you think that they release this idea half baked? Do you think that they should have waited until the competitor had their confirmed specs to try and have that competition? Um, what do you boys reckon? Just your experience with the pro. I've never even played a pro. Mm. Look, because I can't, I don't have the four K TV, so I can't make some use of a good portion of its abilities. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the worthwhile unless you've got a four K TV. So you need like you know the two and a half, three thousand dollar dollar panel to make that work, and at that point, just buy a computer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, it the increased output for the VR I did notice because um, I did use the VR on a regular PlayStation and I would use it on the on the Pro. I did notice it's much cleaner and much smoother on the Pro. Yeah. Um, so for that thing, uh, th- that's cool and all, but that was a lot of a console I purchased just to get VR to work a bit better, which admittedly I don't use a lot. Um, oh, I only of course use you're it. not. Like that <laughs> is by far one of the most underutilized bits of tech it, right now yeah, on exactly. Sony. Und- underutilized and unspoken of. Yeah, it's like it's becoming the eye toy of um, the PlayStation. Oh, that's a good comparison. Um, that's a harsh comparison. It's, it's a harsh true. comparison. It's true. That's the problem. It's that thing of it's funny developers that, that are um, designing for these games are going bankrupt. Yeah. Because yeah. they can't sell enough copies because yeah. no one cares. Exactly. There's um, not enough units out in the wild. There's not enough, 
you know, the consumer that want to spend $550 to then play an $80 game. Hmm. Plus, you've also got all this stuff you've got to buy on top of it. You've got to get the camera as well. You need to have a PlayStation 2. Um, and and then if you want to have the move controllers too, you've got that too, plus the software purchase. And then that's, that's where like it is. Like, it's expensive. No, it's, it's not as expensive as the Vive or the Oculus. <laughs> it's getting close to it. But there. it's getting there. No, by the time you buy the, the VR and the hardware itself, you're talking price of Oculus. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly, like it's 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 really getting kind of ridiculous with our VR, you know, and like well, going like with the Pro as well. Like my opinion on the Pro in particular is like, I have a four K panel. I don't really use it on my four K panel. I tend to use it on my on my monitor instead. Yeah, that's the thing. Like on the other end of the spectrum, Sean with his ten eighty P TV. I've got a ten eighty myself, but moving up to Mitch, who has that three and a half gram panel. Yes, poor boy, I almost bankrupt myself buying that thing. But <laughs> look, it was worth it. I do because I I enjoy my movies, right? So I bought it because I also bought it at the same time of. Uh, an Xbox One S, which is a four K, which was the cheapest four K Blu Ray player you can get in Australia, mm-hmm. and it also, you know, I wanted to upgrade my Xbox anyway, um, so I had that for my four K movies, and then the Pro just seemed like a natural sort of like, oh, I'll give it a go. The Pro is the only part of the Sony family that can do HDR, despite the fact that every Xbox One S can do HDR. So you can buy a three hundred and thirty nine dollar Xbox One, five hundred gig. Yeah, I think it is right now. Um, you can buy that and get HDR gaming and well, 4K I've, upscaling. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I actually heard that when the Pro was coming out, they um, did the, the software update, the firmware update for the PS4 console, and essentially in the menu there is a grayed-out box that says HDR, and it's like um, like you can't tick it on a normal PS4. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So HDR, it's it's almost like... it's They use really confusing language when it comes to HDR on the Pro, mm-hmm. um, and like with 4k as well like they don't use 4k they use 2160 and then there's like rgb and then there's like another version of it and depending on your panel is which one you have to select because if you select automatic the console will randomly send a signal to your tv to figure out which one it is and it will put your tv into standby or like shut the screen off and then wake it back up again and it will do that at any point it could be every 30 seconds it could be every 30 minutes it will just do that randomly Mm. So if you're in the middle of a Destiny raid and you're trying to go through that game and all of a sudden it goes like, oh yeah, what resolution is your TV again? It'll just shut your screen off, mm. which is brutal. But the Pro isn't that worthwhile of an upgrade. It's it's such a minute upgrade, right? So when when they were being announced, when we were hearing about Project Scorpio, like behind closed doors, you know, before Microsoft officially announced they were working on it, we were hearing about the Pro. The Neo. The Neo, yeah, at the time. <laughs> the, the old Neo and the Morpheus. Yeah, yeah the someone Morpheus had a with the serious heart on for the Matrix. Definitely. Yeah, I was waiting for the Trinity, which was supposed <laughs> to be like something else. But like the, the, the Scorpio, Xbox actually did the power play, and they went first at the conferences. They came out, they talked about the Xbox One S, and then at the end of the show they were like, oh yeah, one more thing. Here's this trailer we've put together of that developers talking about the Scorpio that we've given them. And then Sony goes next, and they show off the VR... But surprisingly, no Neo mention whatsoever. Yeah. They disappear. They don't talk about the Neo. So I thought, good, because the the specs that the Scorpio was talking about was going to blow the Neo out of the water. Far outstrips it. It was destroying it. And then, like, it was like, okay, so Sony's going to go back to basics. They're going to pull it off. They're not going to talk about it for a while. And they'll release their Neo, their Pro, whatever it ended up being, at the same time as the Scorpio, and they'll be competitors. Hmm. But they didn't. Two months later, they have a really terrible conference where they announced this PS4 Pro and the PS4 Slims, and no one gives a shit. To be fair, that conference wasn't made for the consumer. It should it, have been. It was a developer It conference. was made for the developers. It was made for the investors, the stockholders of Sony. Yeah. Um, so it was very fucking boring. They didn't go into it enough, and then they're like, it's coming out in a month. Yeah, it was a very weird... That's a bold strategy. Like, they're basically just relying on the Sony name in general to try and sell a product that no one wanted. The big problem was they really didn't do anything with it either. It was like, there's a new graphics processor in there. Cute. Anyone who has a PC knows you also need to upgrade the CPU and the RAM, otherwise it's going to throttle. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, and it does. Like, It's got the same RAM, same CPU... As any stock standard PlayStation Four does, yeah, it, it's, it's just a boost on the GPU. It's almost like more it's, frames it's and almost textures, like a too. it's a dumb man's approach to upgrading your PC, where it's like, oh, I've got this really awesome PC. It's got a GTX 1080 in there. 
but it's running a CPU and shit other oh, yeah, components from like 14 years ago. Yeah, we're running an i3 on it or something stupid like that. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing, you idiot? Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> buying a better graphics card does not make the PC so more powerful. It's, it's yeah. the whole unit together, which oh, is they just, Scorpio's. They just like, like just reading all the stuff that they talked about. They just loved like mentioning Teraflop. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's like, got this they, much Teraflop. That's the thing. They throw the word Teraflops around a lot. And it's that thing of like, oh, it's got, you know, what? 4.3 teraflops on a pro the scorpio rumored to be six teraflops that's that thing of the fuck does that mean because like when you look to at your, to your joe blow to your joe blow because it's that thing of when you look at six teraflops and then you compare that to something on a pc that's six teraflops that's about a thousand dollars out of a graphics card so it's that question of okay are they doing something special to make that six teraflops happen or is the scorpio going to be stupidly priced yeah and that's that's, what I'm that's, terrified that's another point that you know with the half bag pro is just they do the um, checkerboard upscaling for 4K. Yeah. There is no native 4K. No, it's and got to do it all Supposedly, the Xbox Scorpio is going to have native 4K. Yeah. Now, be that just on, like, the dashboard or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, it's like, native 4K knows? when it's got the splash screen at the beginning. Yeah, like, exactly. That's it. Uh, for 4s or 7 for the intro video. That's it. Yeah. yeah. No more notes. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, we, we're talking about this because tomorrow or... It's Friday, Friday for us. For us. Friday, yeah. Friday, it's uh, yeah, the sixth of April. Yeah, yeah, so Digital Foundry is getting their hands on the Scorpio. Well, they, they've already had their hands on the Scorpio. Digital Foundry are a guy, are a couple of guys in the UK. I think they're based. Yeah, the UK. Who basically like every time there's a new release game, you'll see a Digital Foundry comparison where they'll put the PS4 version, the Xbox One version, and they'll test the consistent frames per second, the performance and texture loadings, all that kind of stuff. They basically strip games down yeah, to and they were, how do they perform. They were actually um, one of the they did like the first frames per second comparison video on anything to do with the Switch. They were also the first company to dissect the Switch to find yeah. out what was the actual chip that they were using. Yeah, because they were talking about how it's in Nvidia like yeah, it was whatever. The Nvidia, Nvidia Tegra X One, yeah. which is the same as that they got in the Nvidia the Shield, Shields. and they confirmed that once they took it apart. Yeah. Um, because Nintendo didn't want to share that spec with anyone, basically. Yeah. Um, so Microsoft have gone out of their way now to, you know, because this Digital Foundry, they basically just, they blast an Xbox all the time. for their Yeah, because the Xbox One always loses to the PlayStation, whether or not it be in resolution. So usually it's like 900p versus 1080 or 720 versus 900, you know, going Xbox, PS4. Um, or it's like, you know, Xbox One isn't always consistent 60, whereas PS4 is always lock 60. Yeah. It's, they're basically trying to compare it like that. And especially since the Pro's been out, they've been using... The comparisons have been the Pro to the regular PS4 to the Xbox One, and it goes in that order. The Pro is always the more dominant one, the PS4 is, like, you know, further behind, and the Xbox One is, like, a close third. Yeah. Um, and now it's like Xbox has gone, like, okay, you guys like to tear apart our shit? Here you go, we've given you the Scorpio. Yeah, Tell so us what they you have the world exclusive of announcing yeah. what sort of hardware we're talking about. Yeah, they're, deba- they're debuting it. Debaying it? Debuting it in, uh, in. Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay. They're debuting <laughs> it in. Explosions everywhere. Oh my god. With uh, Eurogamer. So Eurogamer is going to have the official article about it, and Digital Foundry is going to be doing this whole thing. So they, it's a big unveiling on Eurogamer's type thing, on Eurogamer's like a website. Um, and then. Which is. Thursday for them, so Friday for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's going to be very interesting, especially, you know, what if they come out, like, swinging, and they're just like, you know what, this thing has a fucking 1060 in it, Mm. and that's going to blow any AMD chipset out of the water, but, you know, that is, every developer's going to have to redevelop with the NVIDIA technology in mind. Yeah. um, As opposed to AMD. Yeah, they've got PCs at least to draw on to. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think Xbox Scorpio, they're taking a lot from the PC Play Anywhere with the Windows Store, as shit as it is. Um, <laughs> and, and Windows optimization in general. Yeah, exactly. So all of that is just horrendous, but I think they're running with that. Um, and I think, yeah, they're going to take a lot of... Um, so here's the thing. We, we haven't had this officially confirmed yet. This is another bit of speculation, but it, it's believed, like Phil Spencer's kind of come out and, and said that this is kind of the case. Um, with the PS4 Pro, there's no specific games for the PS4 Pro. There's no game that's like, you require a PS4 Pro to play this. Mm. But on the new boxes, like with Persona or Horizon, it says on the back, you know, Pro features enabled. Persona doesn't, but like Horizon does. It says that it's got Pro features. So yeah. really meaning 4K or 60 frames. Yeah, it's got either a frame increase. So with my experience with the Pro in general, because I've got the 4K panel, I get the option for the 4K. I don't tend to select that because it doesn't really do anything. If you're sitting far enough back from a TV... Yeah, like you'd it, rather... Like, Tomb Raider was a good one. Yeah, that. Tomb Raider had the graphics settings. You could go between higher resolution textures, which would actually change the look of the game. 
or you do what I prefer, which is better uh, frame rate, so smoother performance. The 4K option is cool, but if, again, if you've got a big enough TV and you're sitting, you know, reasonable distance away from it, I could not physically tell the difference between 1080p and 4K. Well, like Final Fantasy is that and thing of you could have 30 frames a second 4K or 60 1080p. I choose 60 1080 for oh, absolutely. Definitely. And that's that's another thing with that checkerboarding that I talked about earlier is the fact that you know if you were to play a four a true native 4K game, Tomb Raider, fucking Final Fantasy, whatever you want on a modern day PC. You're still talking about the highest tier oh, you're shit. T- you're, sport, you're talking 10 to get to yeah. get like thirty frames a second. Yeah, exactly, and that's not even like a. It, it is like a sturdy thirty. Yeah, but it's not going to go to sixty unless you've got some unless you've got seven SLI ten eighty TIs. Yeah, um, or the new yeah the new TIs or the Titan mm-hmm. Titan. Exactly. So you yeah. know it's you know checkerboarding is just a, a neat little party trick that they're throwing out there to make stuff look better. Yeah, for no real apparent reason. So the 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 thing that I wanted to circle around to that I just remembered about is do you think the Xbox Scorpio or it's it's rumored name is like Xbox Premium or whatever is that going Xbox to be the same Prime. I actually back that actually I have Xbox Prime I back Xbox that. Prime that does sound good that sounds pretty Look, cool I think that's where hey Phil Spencer come on I think that's where the Xbox One just going back to that before you finish yeah, yeah. just because I like to interrupt <laughs> is if they did do the PS4 Pro it just like that sort of name it just reminds me too much of the Wii U Oh, they, they, yeah, took, yeah, yeah. they took a well, name that's established in a household and then they slapped on a little shitty word confused for it. so many people. But, but, if they don't call it the Xbox One Prime or Xbox One Premium, they just go Xbox Premium or Xbox Prime or Xbox whatever. Then you run into the opposite huge. issue the Wii U had. The Wii U was a, was a new console generation with a too close name. Yeah. With the Xbox Premium or Xbox Prime, whatever you want to call it. If it's supposed to be part of the Xbox One family, so plays the Xbox One games, you damn well know you're gonna have people coming into stores being like, "Where's the where's the specific games for this? Will this work with this?" Yeah. Whereas if they call it the Xbox One something, you go, "Okay, it still plays the Xbox One games." Mm. You'll have less people confused. So will the Xbox Scorpio still run the same games? Supposedly, it's gonna work the same way the Pro does, where games will just run normally, games will be developed normally. But if you have a Scorpio or you have a Pro you will have access to a menu that no one else will. Yeah. So for the Pro, it's always graphic settings and stuff like that. The Scorpio, I imagine... I just don't imagine them putting, like, the 4K resolution texture and stuff like that on the disc. Yeah. I almost imagine it being a downloadable type console where it's like, you can put the disc in and then it's like, oh, you have a premium. Would you like to download the premium version of this game? Yes, cool. All right, we'll, um, we'll update the game to be premium for you. Yeah. Okay, they have to call it something different because if you start talking premium, you might think you what you're dishing. You got stuff to hate for, yeah. Yeah, so... But anyway, that's, that's something else. Yeah, like premium is a bad name, but that's that's the one that I've seen thrown around the most on NeoGAF right now from people mm-hmm. who have claimed to be insiders. Um, stuff like that Shinobi guy who's always the one to leak everything. Yeah, and they did announce, well, somewhat more speculation. We're speculating. Mm. Um, is, you know, showcase titles for the Scorpio. Um, I yeah, spoke Forza about is one of just them, before. Yeah. Forza 7, so that's supposedly an E3 announcement. Scorpio-backed. Uh, title so that's me rock art Red yeah. Redemption 2 Red Dead Redemption 2 see everyone's been like Red Dead Redemption 2 was announced at Sony conference like it was yeah. originally announced at Sony because people speculated that Sony has got a deal with Rockstar right now so Red Dead ends up on the Xbox side I think it's just for the Scorpio well, 4K you gotta think the look I wouldn't be surprised like, this has gone back to last year's E3 how at the end of the PS4 presentation they replayed that zombie game right and it's, it's speculated that red dead redemption 2 was supposed to have a slot there but because of the recent shootings that happened in america around that time they didn't want to have red dead redemption 2 as a title in their showcase that's right right so uh, if that is true then you know props to them but then rockstar then announced their own little teaser trailer yeah separate just... from any of those entities oh, yeah, everyone that's yeah. right yeah it was released those red so and just... it was Posting those little yeah, photos. Exactly. And it was never, it was never yeah. linked to a specific platform. Yeah. Um, be it that maybe, you know, Sony did have an exclusive with them and then maybe they just fucking shat the bed and they were just like, fuck it. Or, you know, whatever. But yeah, it, it, could never... have been, it could have been the Scorpio announcement, the Scorpio specs announcement, and then comparatively to the Neo, it could have been like, hey, look, Xbox is going to showcase our game a lot better. Yeah. Like, if, if you're going to show off a game for the first time, like, if there's a gameplay reveal at E3 of Red Dead Redemption 2... And it's, they want it to look as best as possible. And it's like, they want to say, this is running in-engine right now. We've got a controller in our hands. 
why wouldn't you go with the most powerful console on the market right now? Mm. Or the most, like the speculated most console power. <laughs> most console power. Speculated. Well, it's yeah. like, you know, when Battlefield 3 first came out, people were like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. And then you saw what it looked like on the PS3 and 360. And went, oh shit. Yes. It was quite obvious this was what PCs were finally coming up saying, motherfuckers, this is what we can do on a PC. Yeah, Battlefield uh, 3, like the Crisis games were always like the ones to do that, but Battlefield 3 was the one to like, slap a dick on the table and be like this is what our PCs can do mm. but that's that's what Rockstar wants from Red Dead Redemption 2 they want to be able to be like this is going to be the most gorgeous game you know it hasn't got the city clutter that GTA 5's got it's got the foliage and the animals like that yeah why wouldn't you show it off on the best console yeah there was another title as well that got announced for showcase it was the um, Battlefront 2 wasn't it Star yeah Wars Battlefront 2. 2 and then Assassin's Creed Empire, Empire. so that would also be interesting as well yeah, so EA has got a better relationship with, with Microsoft so that's obvious yeah but Ubisoft has been PlayStation. Yeah, they've been bob. Oh. They've been going back and forth, man. Yeah, they've been gagging at Sony, dude. They they've been really hard on Sony for like exclusive missions and stuff. They tend to do the console exclusivity right, where it's like, oh, here's, a mission. Get, here's like or this one twenty items. minute mission, yeah. or like here's a cosmetic item or something yeah. like that. Or but three then, missions and that gets you a bit of item, yeah, item yeah. or something like, which is useless within two missions later anyway. Yeah, yeah. but they they tend to bounce back and forth between who they're siding with, and it's always whoever's got the more powerful machine. Mm. So if Honestly, because Watch Dogs 2 was one of the first uh, pro-featured games to come out that year. Well, it came out like the same week, didn't it? Yeah, it came out pretty much back-to-back. Um, but then, so the Scorpio's coming out, Assassin's Creed Empire's coming out, you know, which is like still unannounced officially. Oh, yeah. Leaked a dozen times at this point. <laughs> and uh, Assassin's Creed in general has been missing for the last two years. Bring Not it back on the Scorpio. Idea. Yeah, to launch it strong. Mm. You know, I'm going to throw the question out to you boys. I know that we're, we are our avid Xbox gamers um here you boys got me over to that side it's just a hell of a lot easier you've got a playstation <laughs> tattoo but let's be real mitch yeah. you're, you're kidding yourself with that pretty much that's um, just that's your nostalgia goggles right there that is my nostalgia what, goggles. what do you boys dream what do you want from the scorpio a fucking menu that works okay very good sean what's wrong with the menu on the oh it's gotten better don't get me wrong it's gotten better but the you, missed, up, you missed the 360 I missed how easy the 360 was to okay. boot up and do stuff the new guide is getting so close the new Xbox One dashboard is like almost there in terms of usability <laughs> but also I've also had problems with my Xbox Ones just I load up I've got almost 300 games installed on my on my console Very true. I try and load up my games and apps it takes half an hour hmm. it's like I have to I have to I go. That's why I've got a lot of stuff pinned. Like Sean, you pointed out, I've got a lot of stuff pinned. You fucking do. That is to avoid going to my games and apps. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I load that bitch, it takes ages. Okay. So I just want to like the XMB on the PlayStation works because it's just you. It just shows everything. You just click on something and play it. I want that for the Scorpio. I just want to be able to play games again. Yeah, yeah. Sean. Look, the Scorpio. It's honestly the 4K player. Which they damn well better still have that. Oh, they, they will. They oh, will. That, <laughs> the fact that, that yeah, they advertised the One S so heavily yeah. with that 4K feature, yeah. they would never take. That's it. something we should bring up as well. PS4 Pro, Pro not, having not having it. Fuck me, that is such a bad decision. That was dumb, especially when Microsoft were like, "Hey, it cost twenty bucks for us to put this thing in there," and it was a thing of like, "Sony, why didn't you?" Come on, Sony, you own the rights to this. You created this. Yeah, yeah. like they. And it's, so it's like you own and the, again, the, the patent to Blu-ray. <laughs> and again, like fuck. In general, not so much anymore. They're starting to lose that, so that's it's. Yeah. But but like in general, like the every like I was saying before about every Xbox One being HDR, every Xbox One will do four K Blu Ray. Yeah. The only things that'll do four K and HDR on the Sony side is the Pro, which is over five hundred dollars. Yeah. The cheapest it's ever been right now is five twenty nine, which you can get from like like EB's doing that deal right now, which is ridiculous. It's yeah. like, why are they? Why would? Yeah, it'd be stupid. If, uh, if Scorpio didn't thing, keep it. That's the thing with a pro. Like The reason why I don't own a 4K TV right now is I don't have the internet to back 4K Netflix. Um, Which is the only so content provider apart from YouTube in Australia that does 4K. Okay, on the, um, but also on the pro itself. Because, yeah. yeah, so there's no reason for me buying a 4K panel when I'm going to play maybe Final Fantasy on occasion. I mean, you can buy 4K Blu-ray. Jesus Christ, that was ages ago. Sorry? You can buy 4K Blu-ray. 4K, yeah, but I could buy it. I, no, I can't because the Pro doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player. That's a fair point. Literally, yeah. It's two JDSD. All right, yep, three. No, three. three. He's down three. No more. Uh, put it down. Um, no, that's the thing. The Scorpio, the whole reason I didn't bother picking up an S was because that thing of like, I knew the Scorpio's coming out. I might as well go for that. I am the type of person that I look at my PC and go, what more money can I spend on this? Um, yeah. Because I'm that kind of an idiot. Yeah. Um, I put, like, I built my... PC last year in July and had the 970 in it 
and then in November went, ah, fuck that, and pulled that out and replaced it with the 1070 because I'm crazy fucking. You're a madman. Yeah, I am. That's... And sold that 970 to my brother for like 200 bucks. That's exactly. Jesus. You know, speaking <laughs> about upgrading a PC, I would love for the Scorpio to be modular in the sense of what the Steam Box always should have been. That'd be and cool. And they'd be like, this is it. It comes with this current hardware, but eventually, as games evolve and as they will, you can pop that fucker open and slap a new card in. I could see that being tricky for developers though, because then oh, not, definitely. it'll be it'll turn to a PC market where they don't know what the what the top spec is that people have. I think the advantage to console gaming is that everyone has the same specifications. Yeah. Or an idea I've thought of um, have it like a phone plan. It's that thing of you rent out the. Yeah, your Xbox Live, your PlayStation. Oh, I really don't want to do that for gaming. That'd plus be the terrible. console itself. I know it'd be kind. Of, could be shit. We are. We are. <laughs> could be shit. It could be yeah. real shit. Like real fucking. This is a topic for another time. Ream, this is a topic but... for another time. But we are heading to a point where everything is subscription based. It I is. don't want my fucking hardware to be subscription based. Yeah. I already really regret having a phone plan that's as stupid as it is. <laughs> I don't buy anything out on Connect. I just I think the, a modular console and Phil Spencer saying they don't want to make another console. It, so the question yeah, is, that's true. Just makes sense that future proofs yeah it is future proofing and developers can always develop for that they people do pc ports well pc it, ports are that would be the most be. random hardware you can imagine is pc gaming or with yeah. the modular have it so it's only steps like it's either you got the very basic model a couple hundred dollars then you can go that thing of like well i want the better graphics another couple hundred dollars i want the best there so it's one two three Oh, they have like an add-on selection, so yeah. it's like RAM one two three, yeah. graphics one two three. Yeah, but so then that way you can only so developers always know I know what's in there. But at launch, because they don't want to confuse the market, they just have they'll have one the skew. box. Yeah, yeah, this is the box with the most powerful hardware in a home console at this point in time. Or, or similar, like right now, you get the five hundred one terabytes. That's how you could yeah. get away with doing yeah, it could. two different mm. variants. So I think it's very much achievable, and I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to go down that route with the you know how Phil Spencer is talking about the Xbox One. This is true. And especially, like you said, with the Windows Store, like the Play Anywhere, this could be eventually them blending Xbox into Windows and just making it so that the concept of gaming on a Windows platform just becomes Xbox. Yeah. So whether or not you have a PC that plays it or whether or not you have a Steam box, which is basically an Xbox, you know, if you have that at home as your your desktop living room sort of thing, or as as your living room or your desktop. That, that makes sense to me in terms of like having it upgradable then. Because you want if you didn't want to upgrade the entire box, if you didn't want to have to buy a new Xbox, you would just upgrade the internals. Yeah. And it'd almost be like a you know, people people like me avoid doing PC gaming. Like I'm not a PC gamer because it's a lot of upkeep. It's like it's like maintaining a really nice car. You you know, you've got to replace parts every now and then, you've got to take it into services and all that kind of stuff. PC gaming is kinda of like that, right? Where you have to remove parts, replace parts, and keep it going if you want to keep the same thing. If you want to keep oh, it definitely alive. like it's it's not a simple thing. You know, one day you could go to turn on the engine and it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah well, while on the yeah, Xbox that can happen, <laughs> but you just know your Xbox is fucked as opposed to it's my Whereas, hard drive, it's my fucking CPU, it's my RAM. Yeah, it's yeah. Or, or you're looking at the car, so I think of it, it's the fuel pump, it's the ignition, yeah, it's yeah, the spark plugs, blah, blah blah. Well, exactly. So so someone like me could really get into like this could almost be like dummy's version of PC. Yeah, game, it could be a gateway. Like, where it's like, cool, now I've got this box. Now it's like as simple as if it was modular, like properly, it's like remove this tab to replace graphics card. So it's like out comes tab, in comes new one. Yeah, even then, like, you know, they probably don't want to trust the world with that. Um, but if Having they had centers. Yeah, if they had a program where you could go to a center or go to a Xbox premium, you know, Or even the place. retailers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. retailer as well. And you just like send it off, be like, cool, it'll be a, you know, three to five day turnaround and you'll have an upgraded Xbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still got um, the same hard drive and everything. Yeah. Just new internals. Yeah, I think that'd be a very cool way to do or it. Or if you are keen doing it, like you can do with some PC um, websites, it's that thing if you can buy in like a, a CPU, a RAM, and the motherboard. Like they'll generally have like a three pack, and it's that thing of like get all three, a little bit cheaper, and it's all ready to go. The same sort of thing, but for that modular thing graphics card, RAM, maybe the CPU. Yeah. Um, just because CPUs are a pain in the ass if you've ever pulled them yes. off and put them back on. Mm-hmm. They can be a cunt. I've built PCs. I've built PCs and I've done the PC building stuff because I always wanted to experience it, right? Like, I was like, I feel like I have to tick this box. I have to put together a PC. Mm. And I did that. And I agree. Like, it is like, there are certain things that I think would scare the regular consumer off. Oh, yeah. But I like your idea of, like, to, of, like um, of sending it away. And then, like, initially at launch, it'll obviously just be one skew. It'll be yeah, one specification. They would never... Because it would confuse everybody. This is why Sony did it right. At least the one thing they did right was only having one PS4 Pro on the market, mm. nothing else. Now, if you were to do later, yeah, 
if you were to do later down the track, um, be able to have those Xbox support centers where you could take it in or send it away and have those different placements, how many replacements would you do? Like how many different kits or different uh, mods would you be able to do for a modular console? Mm. It's like, and also pricing is a really important part. Because if you start adding up how much you've spent into a console, then it becomes like someone will say to you, "Why didn't you just build a PC?" Exactly. And then it's the like answer buying would be a gaming laptop over building a desktop. Yeah, mm. it's the same sort of thing. It's it's like, and then your argument becomes you have to think of an arg- a counter argument to that. You're like, "Yeah, why didn't I? I've mm. now spent two and a half grand on my Xbox One. Why didn't I buy?" Yeah, it? where I could have just put the two and a half into a PC, which stuff's getting much cheaper and cheaper and cheaper on the PCs now, and it would last longer. And could also be used for more things. Because an Xbox, in the end of the day, will just be an Xbox. It'll just be a gaming machine plus a media center. A PC right. could do that as well. And it could also do your word processing. It'll also yeah, do your emails. Pornhub. Pornhub. Bang on. Beautiful. Dead April Fools. Anyway, guys. Um, I guess we'll round it off here. There's a nice little round off a point. If you guys want to you know, give us your feedback on the Xbox One and the PS4 Pro, feel free to hit us up on our Facebook page, Semi Casual Podcast. Or you could also hit us up on our Twitters. I am your host, Dan Casual. This is Mitch with Casual Katesy and Sean at the Casual Wilson. Till next time, everybody, keep it casual.